This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Welcome back to Corporate Cafecito. Yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Yo soy Mario Rodriguez, and I want to thank you for making the time to invest in yourself by tuning into our podcast. Today, we have an interesting subject that we'll be talking about is leadership versus management, right? Or leader versus right. manager. Leader versus manager. So, you know, we've all heard the term micromanager, but there's no micro leader. When a micromanager or a manager is engaged, like their responsibility, the role of a manager is to really manage, right? That may be to hit a number, to manage a process or a task, an assembly line. Like a manager is very needed. And I think managers get a bad rep. A lot of times we, you know, put leadership as something so grandiose. And on the day-to-day, we need safety managers. We need plant managers. We need people who are managing to do the work. And when we think of leaders, right, a manager can also be a leader. A leader doesn't necessarily need a title. You could have a peer leader. So when I think of a leader, I think about someone who inspires, someone who motivates, someone who has a big scope of influence, who can help drive direction. A manager may be focused more on tasks that are needed immediately versus a leader could be more of a visionary. Yeah. So managers, simply put, equals processes, right? You're managing processes. Managers maintain right? Something that, that needs to be sustained. Uh, and, and then leaders, leaders are coaches. Leaders are the ones that actually could see the potential in someone. Uh, and again, it's when opportunity and preparation meet itself when, when that individual can then now excel to new heights, right? So that, that's the leader. And then to your point, everyone's a leader if they choose to be, right? right. You don't have to have a certain title uh, to make an impact where you're at currently. But a manager does need the title, well, yeah, because they're the ones that are now the authoritative figure in making sure that things are running a certain way. Absolutely. And I think managers definitely have to plan, um, but they plan in a different way, right? Whereas you think about a leader maybe looking at like the five-year plan and a manager maybe like in order to finish production, in order to get this project over the line, in order to launch this new product, I need to make sure I have bench strength to complete the job, account for turnover, account for planning, supply chain, all these things that maybe as a leader you sometimes don't see. Yeah, leader is, is, is an overarching kind of view of the strategy, right? The manager is, is the accountability chief, right? They're the accountability chief of making sure that every day, day in and day out, they're holding their team accountable and they're hitting the mark, right? And right. if not, why not? They troubleshoot as well. I think there really needs to be a certain leadership essence, though, the higher up you move up, unless you're in a very detailed, specific kind of role where it's more management than leadership. You know, I, I always tell people, I don't need a doctor who inspires. I need a doctor who is good. So I can forego any type of like charisma or character or anything if a person is very qualified. But as you move into a position where you are responsible for other people, their careers, maybe the vision of the company or taking risks, you are a leader. I think it's really interesting as I look back to think of the people who have been my managers and people who have been my leaders and how they have shaped my course. There was a, a VP I worked for 
And he very much was always pushing us to be better. And he was the one that, you know, when I moved to Texas, I had mentioned to him loosely at a dinner here in Chicago where I had met him the first time. And I had said, yeah, I want to go get my master's. When I moved to Texas, which was in October, he said, where are you on your applications? (laughs) And by January, I started my program to get my master's. He always made sure everyone on the team was improving, that we got better. He also advocated for the team. You know, I joke because it was probably one of my saddest work days ever. When he wanted you to move off the team, he would put a job description on your desk of a position to apply for. And I remember coming back from lunch and seeing that job description on my seat and crying because I didn't want to leave the team. But His thought was always, a leader makes more leaders, and we need to send that leadership out to help build, you know, core competencies and, you know, share what our group was doing in other functions. Yeah, one of the characteristics, and we're going to have a whole series on on this, which is relational intelligence and emotional intelligence. A a leader has to have that because what you just explained is that connectivity. Right, the connectivity of then then seeing you grow mm-hmm. within your current role, and then seeing something further over the hill for you, right? Because we're we're we we have blinders on. What we see is only as far as what we can see, right? And a great leader is a visionary. They can see over that. It's like, hey, you know what? To your point, here's here's the next role for you. Maybe you didn't envision that, but that person did. Right. Right. And then you start building that belief in him. Like, you know what? You start putting it all together, not knowing that you have all the skill sets that you've gotten to that point where it's like, okay, it's, it's time to, to take that leap of faith uh, with all the acquired skills over the period of time. But those, those are some, some integral parts of, of leaders. You know, if we go back to the manager, manager is very black and white. The numbers are the numbers. We got to move and just keep going. Right. Right. And a manager would probably want to keep a good employee oh, in their yeah. position. Yeah. Because um, it's going to affect their overall right, process. Right. And, you wouldn't want to lose a good person. Right. You'd want to keep them there. Yeah. But a leader wants you to go out and share your experiences and make other teams better. Yep. I also think back to, you know, one of um, a manager that I worked for, and he was so on top of me from the time I arrived into the office to how I did things, to how I spoke, to what I did, to what trainings to take, to what it was very structured. And he was always like in my face. I always felt like I could not breathe around this person. Um, When I look back now, I realized that the person he reported to was also very flustered and very much a micromanager. So perhaps the model of leadership was given to him by the director. And so the attitude there was, you know, do the work. We're going to watch you. We're going to monitor. We're going to check everything. And so it just felt very um, stuffy, like Mm very strict, like you can't do anything. I I learned a ton. So I learned a ton in both. With one, you know, I learned to be super prepared um, so that, you know, when I got asked a question, I was on top of it. When I was asked for something, I knew what they were asking me for. Um, but it was like a like a, a buttoned up because of, I don't want to say fear, but just like I didn't want to have a talk. Like we had talks all the time. You know, if you could please show up 
at this time. And I was like, well, the hours are this. And he's like, well, we prefer you show up here. Mm-hmm. Like, But our policy says this. Oh, well, didn't matter, right? Like they wanted a different schedule. So versus a leader who was always about like, I remember the first, um, one of the first bosses I've, I had after my manager, he said, Nayeli, run. Run as fast and as hard as you can. I will slap you your hand if you've run too far. But until I do that, do it. Do whatever you want. Hola, soy Nayeli. Yo soy Mario. We want to invite you to make your New Year's resolutions and make sure Corporate Cafecito is on there every week. Happy Happy holidays. The other difference between a manager and a leader is that the leader sees those qualities and they trust the skill set that you have. There's a lot of pressure on the managers of, of making sure the widgets are made, they're delivered a certain way. They're quality control. And not to say anything, not talking back, because I've been a manager as well, but I have a di- been a different manager. Oh, yeah. Because I've gone against the grain uh, in previous roles and in previous you know, uh, um, companies that I've been at because the culture was what you just stated, right? right. Sink or swim type of deal. And here, there, there's, there's an emotional piece to the, that I've always had of doing what's right and making sure that person's positioned in the right way. Because ultimately, someone opened the door for us, and so I want to you know, naturally just open a door for someone else and provide a platform for them to grow, uh, which is at times at the institution, I don't know if it's still the same way, it's been unpopular. Many people have left because they didn't feel the freedom to be who they were to really show up, right? right. And when you allow someone to show up, their skill set, what you'll find out too, for those good managers that are aspiring to become true, you know, bigger leaders is, you know, are they in the right position? Is that person in the right position? Because you, as, as a manager, you have to, it's like driving the bus. You have to right, you have to have the right people in the right seats, right? right, in order to make that bus flow the right way. So that's the other the other knowledge or, or that that skill set of being able to acknowledge. You know, do we have the people placed in the right? You know, or is there a better position? Right, repositioning them uh, for for better use of their skill set they currently have. Uh, so that's where that leadership now starts coming into play. But, you know, as, as you know, thinking as members, uh, as a member, I'm sorry, as a manager, you definitely have to assess your team. You have to invest in your team. Absolutely. I was talking to someone who is just a couple years away from retiring, and we were, we were chatting about, you know, the type of leaders we are now. And I joked and I said, you know, we almost have to write an apology letter to the first person we managed. Because once you manage, like, the first person, when you go from peer to manager, it's very hard. And if you come in as a, as a manager, you know, your first instinct is, well, I know how to do the job. So you assume everyone performs at your same level, but if everyone performed at your same level, maybe you wouldn't have gotten the manager job. So you were chosen for a reason to be the manager and you get into that position and then you you assume that what you know is what everybody knows. And then you may mess up the team because someone may feel like behind or like they don't know anything, et cetera, versus because you just got promoted and you were a peer and now you're holding them to your your skill set. 
that's a tough situation sometimes to be in, and, and it's it's it's. I say the word humble because both parties have to be humble, right? If you're going from from that production sales production piece into management now, first, you know, what's the onboarding look like, mm-hmm. right? Because the last thing that anyone wants to hear is like, "Well, I used to do it this way." Right. Well, I used to do it this way. It's like, well, you're not doing it anymore, right? So there's that humble piece. It's like, you know, I always, I've, when I coach anyone and I'm about to coach, like, even if it's on the spot, is it, is it okay if I can coach you right now in the moment, right? Because then you're getting that permission to do that. Here's what I see. And here are some opportunities. Why don't you go at it, try it, and see how that feels. So there's that piece where now you're, you're, you're not going in there full force. There's a way to kind of create that safe environment. Because you're right. Someone on the other end may be upset because you got the job. They didn't get the job. They don't see you as a manager. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely taking off the hat of production to now a management, which encompasses so many type of intelligence, the IQ, the EQ, the RQ, the RI, all that. And those are all the intelligence <laughs> languages that are out there, right? It's a different dimension. It's not as easy as like, hey, now you're responsible. It's like being a parent. Now you're responsible for your kids' actions. Not that we're calling the team kids, but giving you an example of that, right? So right. now you're responsible for for the outcome of their success, right? So that, that's that's a, a lot a lot of responsibility there. But as a manager, you really want to find out where are your people at, where are your people at, how are they feeling with that with that with that change? Are they on board? Are they not on board? Why is it? Because again, that's a perception that they've made, and that's a reality. And so you want to you want to meet them where they're at. And right. so that's the important piece of. Of that shift, because it is tough. I also feel like a manager delegates and a leader empowers, right? So a manager may give you a task, but not give you the big picture, not tell you how that task or those tasks roll into something bigger, because they may say like, okay, you take this piece of it, you take this piece of it, you take this piece of it, where a leader would say, this is our goal, this is why we're doing it, if we complete this, it goes into this part of the organization or it'll benefit this or we'll expand our client base or, you know, we'll, we'll increase our volume and a leader can help inspire you and then give you that lane in which you're going to play like, Hey, everything that has to do with this, go for it. Cause empowerment doesn't mean do whatever you want. Empower me. Empowerment means Here's what you can do. Here's our role and our responsibility is like run as fast as you can, but this is our lane. Right, because if we tell someone you're empowered, do whatever you want, it may be overwhelming. We don't feel empowered. We actually feel more confused if you're told you're empowered to do whatever you want, but there's little direction. Yeah, so I would break it down into four processes here. Right, always sharing the what, the how, and the why, and ultimately when you're talking to that that team, how do they feel that they can contribute to that? Because they got all the information, and in that, that's where that empowerment comes. Like, well, I think I can do that. Okay, let's run with that. Let's run with that. And so, so often it's like, here's what we got to do. Okay. So that, again, I'll, I'll say it's the, the, the how, the what, the how and the why, and then what do you foresee as your contribution to this overall? Yeah. And I mean, the, the why, what, how is, you know, Simon Sinek. He, that video, I could watch it all the time. And I recommend if you haven't watched it, go on YouTube, look up Simon Sinek. S-I-N-E-K, start with the why. Like it became a book and it talks about having that purpose, having that drive, understanding the vision. And he, you know, he says, we know what we do, but we don't know why we do it. 
And he talks about just even like that gut feeling that just gives you like, no, this just feels wrong. And, you know, he talks about how like it's hard to put into words, but we know a feeling and we know when something feels right and we know when something feels wrong. And that's part of our brain not knowing how to conceptualize the words for it, but it's our intuition that's telling us to do something or to avoid doing something. I love his videos. I'm a big fan of his. Um, but starting with the why is to me like the foundation of every company. You have to know why you're here, why we show up, why we do what we do, and believe. Yeah, people appreciate clarity. And then in that clarity, expectation. Sometimes you have to reteach, you have to re clarify because sometimes there's misalignment on that. So you have to realign the messaging for that individual. Uh, and it happens to all of us, right? Because it's a, just a misinterpretation on that. So, I mean, for everyone that's listening that, that are current leaders and you have a, a, a sales manager uh, that, that's uh, uh, under you as well, these are some important key investments that you would want to make in that manager because that manager can be both the manager and a leader, right? And I hope that those managers that are listening are aspiring to become leaders, right? Those, those regional leaders, those, those national sales directors as well. Uh, so these are some things that if you're not currently seeing in, in your career, you definitely want to ask. It's like, hey, I, these are some areas and skill sets I definitely want to refine and really dig into. Absolutely. And I think as, as we talk about like leaders who maybe don't have a title, right, may not have a team supporting them, but they go and they inspire people and they motivate and they influence and they understand and they seek to grow Keep doing what you're doing because we need people who remind us of our purpose, who inspire us to keep going, and you know that we trust to say our names in those conference rooms and when promotions come up. Like you don't have to have a VP title to be a leader and tell people, "Hey, no, we need to believe in this person," or "I want you know this training for this group." Leaders can advocate for anybody. Yeah, that's why I, I always recommend individuals to get engaged, participate in, in employee business resource groups at your job. Use your platform to to help others. And in that, it's a little bit, and we've talked about this in the past, it's, it's your brand. So when you have those advocates, when you have those sponsors, when there's round tables every six months or every year uh, of talent, your name comes up because of what you're doing because you are seen as a leader, with even without a title, right? Yes. You're, you're doing that. So Again, those, those are some things that you want to look for uh, to then brand yourself and, and, and really help your, your, your reach. Absolutely. Well, I think we've talked pretty in depth about a leader versus a manager. Stay tuned as we will cover more leadership content to make sure that you are becoming the best version of you and ergo become the best version for your team and be an inspiration for others. Until next time, yo soy Nayeli Suarez Guess. Yo soy Mario Rodríguez. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.